0: Welcome to the Indie Young Professionals Podcast, where we help 18 to 29-year-olds be great adults. We're going to interview leaders throughout the city of Indianapolis and talk to them about some of their successes and failures so that you can learn from them as you walk along this journey of life. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Indie Young Professionals Podcast. We hope you've been enjoying everything so far. I know we have been um, learning a lot from a lot of different people and a lot of different industries, um, from hairstylists to uh, outsourced sales consultants, which is really cool. Um, so today we're gonna tackle just Indy a whole- is full of great people. I know, it's wild. I love it. So today we're gonna tackle a whole new industry um, and so the guy who's normally hosting you, Andrew Zanaco, is with us. Um, I'm going to be taking over hosting today. And he is Introduce the— Introduce yourself, Jonathan. What's yes. your name? Oh, I'm Jonathan Norton. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I'm always really bad at introducing myself. I just assume everyone knows me. and Kind of a big deal. Yeah, they shouldn't. So <laughs> um, so Andrew is the uh, lead pastor of Antioch Indy here in Indianapolis. Um, So we are a non-denominational church. And so today we're going to have some talks about um, like, what does it look like organizationally Um, leading a church? We're going to talk about leadership a little bit. So um, Andrew, why don't you just dive into the start of this organization that is Antioch ND, the 501c3 what that looked like from the beginning yeah that's a great question so it started out uh my wife and i i'm from indianapolis
1: was in texas for a while moved back to indianapolis in may of 2016 with my wife and my daughter and my wife was pregnant at the time so my wife and i and then one other couple moved up here from texas um a guy named sam and sarah best they moved up with us to help start this church so uh but staff was me and sam so me uh, on an organizational sense, me and one other guy started our church. We started in our house with about 20 adults and 20 people three and a half years ago. And, um, so as an organ what that has looked like organizationally over the last couple of years, we've had some location changes, um, and different things go on. And today, uh, maybe there's, you know, 350 people or so on mm-hmm. an average Sunday, um, with different organizational structures in there with a staff of 12, um, that is fully, you know, supported within the church, you know, there's no yeah. outside funding, right. and things like that. There's no debt on the business quote unquote mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking about rele- relevant or organizational yeah. type things that are no, absolutely churchy stuff. But, uh, so yeah, say, I, I don't know. I'll
0: leave it at that. that yeah, good? no, that's great. So, um, so something that, that we were kind of discussing when we were talking about how, how do we, how do we go at this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, because I think being a pastor, is is a really interesting thing. And I think a lot of people have ideas about what that looks like um, from the aspect of religion or you know, like they're basically just counselors or they're public speakers. And I think um, even just from from the aspect of like, yeah, you you moved up here with one other guy mm-hmm. to start something that at the time was 20 people gathering in a house to now something that has property, um, has 350-ish people come and attend it and so like it's like oh wow three years and um what is that like almost 400 percent growth right so that is so so that is a that's a big deal and so i think something that i was that i was just thinking about as we're as you were explaining all that is like whoa so like two people but starting a business and all of the Mm -hmm. different skills that have to be like either learned or or gained um as that process is being built so what were what were some of the struggles i guess with coming up here and being like okay we have to become jacks of all trades master of none mm-hmm. and sort of master of some <laughs> so what does that look like that learning process
1: uh wow yeah that's a really good question and i'm probably going to ask you to ask a more narrow question because that's really broad so okay. be thinking about that for a second but just <laughs> to your point you know i hope that this conversation can be helpful from a from an entrepreneurial leadership yeah, perspective, absolutely. Because you, you made the good distinction at the beginning, or the, the question was, you know, what does it look like for the 501c3 organization? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's kind of a theological side of church. What is a church, and what does a yeah. church do, and what's a church all about? And there's kind of all that side of church slash being a pastor. But in our context, there's, com- there's absolutely a business side to it. I mean, at the end of the day, Antioch Indy as an organization is a— 501c3 mm-hmm. business yeah a, so it has a classification and everything like that but there's it, it is a business in that sense that's not all that it is but it is a business and so mm-hmm. i hope that there's things that i can contribute there's definitely a lot i've learned along the way <laughs> I, yeah. um i think as, on the maybe the, the pastoral side and the entrepreneurial side
0: mm-hmm.
1: entrepreneur side there's there's been a lot so can you can you help me yeah no
0: way? for sure so so i guess I think entrepreneurial is a good word. So as someone who came here mm-hmm. to build, to build a business from the ground up mm-hmm. with limited, limited skills, we all have limited skills. There's something yes. we all have to learn. I know I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos to do what I do now. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, I guess that doubt, the question would be, how did you figure out how to do what was necessary to start this is that is yeah, that narrow enough question that's okay. a really good question so
1: yeah i mean i think a lot of starting something is getting to the point where you're willing to just jump off the cliff and learn how to fly on the way down that's good and that's so, good <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that yeah i think that's that's mm-hmm. a, at a bit of the core of when of somebody who is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs look really different and there's mm-hmm. not a one personality or definition or something like that for who is an entrepreneur but there are things about a person mm-hmm. that will make you more entrepreneurial or not and i think part of that is i mean everybody walks up to the edge of the cliff and at some point you just got to decide is it a time to jump or not yeah <laughs> and so yeah. there is a lot of that um, on the practical side of it, uh, I did graduate with a business degree from Baylor University, so um, just like an undergrad degree. So I didn't get my you know MBA or anything like that, but I had a bit a bit of a business background, mm-hmm. which is, I'm really thankful for. Yeah, and didn't do great in all my classes, but at least there's some familiarity <laughs> there, of knowing a, a little bit of some of the questions to ask and some of the things to look out for, mm-hmm. and having a little bit of a mindset for Mm -hmm. we have to build this as a healthy, sustainable business. Mm -hmm. And I think so part of that is um, I think something that a lot of people run into is um, whether it's a church or a business or non-for-profit or profit, a lot of times most people's businesses start because they have a good idea that they're passionate about. Mm. It doesn't start necessarily with a business plan. Yeah, And that's great, but at some point it has to become – Viable as Mm -hmm. a business. Your idea has to become viable as a business. And so you have to figure out the business side of it. But you can so easily lose the passion along the way because you start out with an idea you love, a mission that you want to go after. Mm -hmm. But then you have to start learning the business side of it because nobody knows everything, or you pull people along to help you with those things. And the gravity is always pulling you towards the business side of things. It's not pulling you towards the vision side of things. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That matters and it's important, but that's, I think when a lot of people start talking about burnout or get tired or lose their vision as an entrepreneur or a leader, because the gravity pulls you towards the practicals. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And and it's easy to lose sight of like, wait, I am so now swimming in the details. How did I get here? I'm not even doing the thing I set out to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So I think I think that the just the idea of vision and values is is so is so big mm-hmm. in in the leadership idea like if we're moving on to like ultimately like as an entrepreneur your goal is to go from someone who's building a business to someone who's leading the business. Mm-hmm. And so vision being a huge part of leadership lead, mm-hmm. uh, vision and values. And so I guess it's like I think a question if you're starting out with something mm-hmm. is like you're like you said, you're looking at the tasks, you're looking at what has to get done to get here. And I think your point is it all starts with the vision. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a solid vision and values, then you can never, you can never do enough tasks mm-hmm. to, to get where you want to be unless you have, you're convinced of what you're doing. And so how, how did you go about like building that passion, and, and building those visions and setting those goals in front of you so that it was like, I know exactly what I'm running after. Because I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So there's the personal journey. So for me, in becoming a pastor, I never set out to be a pastor. And mm. people even ask me, like, when did you know you were called to be a pastor? And I'm like, I don't know if I, just, I still don't know that I like, had this moment, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when I was 20, that's I, I'd grown up in church and everything, but I woke up one morning and was just like, I know my life's not going anywhere. On the outside, everything was great, but on the inside, I knew I was dead. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I can keep living my life and play this thing out, and this is just how it's going to go or I can really give my life to Jesus, which I don't even totally know all the answers for that, but I can do that and see if he can do anything with my life. Mm-hmm. And that just flipped me upside down in so many different ways. And I just kind of did one thing, one, one thing led to another as far as continuing school, started getting to know Jesus, serving in church, learning how to love and lead people in a church context and all that kind of stuff. And that just is where I, that's where I came alive. Mm-hmm. and one thing led to the next then one thing led to the next and people kept asking me to do things um, and then at some point I'd go on staff at a church and then I got asked to whatever go back to India and start a church and so mm-hmm. that's where this all came from so on the personal journey and I think a lot of people today like we talked about the, their business comes from a personal passion and there's usually a story behind that yeah. which is really important so there's there is the personal side of it And that could be like a cause or it could be money, You know, which Mm -hmm. is like I want to reach some certain financial goal and so I'm going to leverage a business to try to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's really important on the personal side is I need to know why am I doing what I'm doing because when it gets hard, I need to be convinced that I actually want to do this Mm -hmm. and I need to be able to remind myself how I got started, why I got started and what am I even going for. So there's a personal side of that and I think each one of us maybe will lean towards whether that is just down in our guts or whether that's yeah. written down on paper. And that's a personality thing, yeah. I think. Some people will write that down and they'll have it written, and some people just have it in their guts. Like they know <laughs> yeah. why. I, I would lean more on the gut side of things. The challenge as everything is, the challenge as things have grown, and the challenge, the continued challenge to grow things that I'm seeing is if I want to scale, I have to clarify and multiply the vision that i have in my guts Mm. because as a as in any leader i think has some inherent capacity to just pull people along yeah and i mean that could that could be charisma or it could be just all any number of things Mm -hmm. and you know a person's thing a person's Natural capacity to do that might be two people, it might be 2,000 people, or whatever, in the sense of like people will just follow me because of where I'm going, the way I'm going there, Mm -hmm. how I'm going about. Like, I can, I can, I have an ability to pull a certain number of people along because I'm going there, Mm -hmm. and that's all. Yeah, but at some point, I hit that ceiling, and everybody will hit that ceiling. So, if Mm -hmm. I want to scale past that. I have to start figuring out how do I get what's in my guts clarified in my head? Mm-hmm. How do I get that yeah. worded on paper and how do I get that multiplied into the hearts of other people mm-hmm. so that they're buying into the vision and not just buying into me? So I'd yeah. say in the last 12 months, that's been the biggest leadership lesson journey I've been on personally mm-hmm. is finding that My now, I would say in the beginning, maybe the biggest asset that I brought to the table, the biggest contributing factor I brought to the team and the church and the organization was just energy. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah. I'm going and I'm not stopping. And I can't maybe exactly clarify where we're going, how we're going, what the values are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've always had the vision, but what are the values? What are the specifics? Like how are we putting nuts to bolts here? Mm-hmm. I maybe can't do that, but I'm going there. And so people will follow me on some level, mm-hmm. but I'm just finding now to multiply that at a bigger scale and a faster rate, Yeah, I have to learn and I have to take the time and space to get clear on a lot more things that I just naturally have in my guts
0: mm-hmm. because
1: then it actually gives some people, it gives people something to grab onto and because they can't always grab onto me, number one. And number two, the point isn't for people to grab onto me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's not even the
0: point, even if they can grab onto me. So
1: uh, there's some thoughts yeah. on a few things. Yeah.
0: So I think going to, to like now a practical side of, cause something you said and like, we know each other. Mm-hmm. So I know that like, you'll, you're like read you readily admit like, okay, like details are kind of hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always looking big mm-hmm. picture. So details are kind of hard for me. And something like that came up as you, you were saying, like making sure that I put that down on paper and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, gosh, that's so hard for me. Like it is so hard for me to get out of my head and onto paper um or computer or whatever Mm -hmm. like how 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 this works so that i can readily communicate it to other people Mm -hmm. around me and so knowing that like that's something that you can struggle with from conversations what were like what were steps that you took to where like okay i know where we're going big picture Mm -hmm. like like zoom out thirty thousand feet i know where we're going Mm -hmm. how do i make sure that the people who are coming around me And this is something we can discuss later, but that also like in a, uh, any 501c3, a a lot of times you're going to have like volunteers, Mm -hmm. like people who are saying for free, I'm going to give you my time. And so, and whenever I want, I can back out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, at no harm to me. And so, and so not because you like need their help, but because you want them to stay involved, like it's important to make sure that they grasp and hold that vision as Mm -hmm. like, maybe not as tightly as you, but as tightly as you can help them mm-hmm. to. And so how did you conquer a lot of that? Like this isn't naturally who I am, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to do this with the practical side of like putting things on paper and yeah. organizing it's, as yeah, best as possible. Really,
1: really good question. Um, I would say that right now I have all of that stuff better than I've ever had it mm. and i but it still needs to get better. So I would say it's not a point to arrive at necessarily completely so there's been lots of drafts (laughs) lots of lots of whiteboard time lots of all of that just like trying to get my guts out onto paper Mm -hmm. and think like okay great felt good to get that out but does that make any sense at all and do i even mean what i just said right there (laughs) like do i mean what i wrote down what does that even mean yeah so a lot of a lot of time and um i'd say for us in the last 90 days we've for the first time as an organization got to the point where i'm really confident in the clarity that we have and mm-hmm. being able to multiply vision values culture as an organization including everybody mm-hmm. and then as you know as a staff adding skills to that category has been really big for me so and each one of those have has kind of had a, a unique journey and so i would i in in saying that over the last 12 months i've been on a the big lesson for me has been clarity as a mm-hmm. leader. Um, I have found that for this season right now, and that's actually really important. I think that you can't ever forget that everything is seasonal, mm. you know, and there's like, there's a season for this and there's a season for that. So my rhythms look different now than they did two years ago, but that doesn't mean that my rhythms two years ago were wrong. Yeah. It was just different time, different yeah. place different needs at different things and so i think as a leader we've got to be flexible on the practicals and the rhythms Mm -hmm. and all of that that those are constantly changing but i'm constantly finding that i'm having to refine what is my role in this organization because it start at the beginning it was like do everything Mm -hmm. and then whatever you can't do ask sam to do (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like those were our job descriptions. Yeah. like Andrew do everything, Sam do everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well. And thankfully though that's they've matured. <laughs> yeah. As 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 I've matured and as he has matured and as we've mm-hmm. added people to the team and all of that. So there's a season for different things, but but I'm constantly asking what is my role on this team? Mm-hmm. Because as things grow and multiply and, and scale and as we look forward <laughs> to wanting to do more of those things. We have the ability and the need for for all of us, especially you know, maybe I we'll say on the staff, but we'll zoom in even in on me. I need to make sure I'm doing the things that only I can do, mm-hmm. because there's a lot. Most things that are happening are not things that only I can do. Yeah. Most things are things a lot of people can do, and most things are things that there's somebody else that's better at mm. that should do that thing other than me, even though I could do it at a competent level potentially. Yeah, there's somebody who's actually good at it, Yeah, <laughs> you know, who should do it. So what are my things? And mm-hmm. I've, I've narrowed that down to like really two things. There are two things in this organization that I always, that I have to do and that it's nobody else's job or mm-hmm. role to do in this organization in this season. So mm-hmm. I've got to make sure I'm doing those
0: things, but I'm totally digressing yeah. in a lot of different directions. But did you, did you find that really hard to do? Cause I think, in a, in a way I thought I had earlier was you were like, yeah, when we moved up here, you know, I had my daughter and Mm -hmm. then my wife was pregnant and I was And in my head, I'm also like, yeah. And you're also about to give birth to this church. Mm -hmm. Like, because you know, really like Mm -hmm. anything you start, you know, any entrepreneur listening is going to understand that like when you start something Mm -hmm. like it becomes like your baby and it requires all the care. It's a part of your family. And so when you got to that point where it was like, okay, like we're too big for me to do everything Mm -hmm. and give Sam what I can't do. Mm -hmm. So I have to start hiring. I have to start handing off. Like what were some of the struggles you had with like giving, giving up control of something that you've always had absolute control (laughs) over?
1: So good. Such a great question. That's where the, that's where I am going to keep coming back to clarity. Uh Most things that you probably ask me. So what I mean specifically in regards to your question is I'm having to continually get more and more clear on what do I really care about. Yeah. The hardest thing for me letting go is I'm not personally clear on the two things about this thing I'm passing over to you. Mm -hmm. There are are probably two or three things about this deal, this whatever, event or department or whatever. There's like a couple of things that I really care about. Mm Mm-hmm. The other 98 are totally up. They're up to you. (laughs) Like, I I care about them, but I'm giving them to you to do. Yeah. Okay, so that's true. But my my difficulty has been it feels like I care about everything, Mm. even though I actually only care about two or three things. So if I'm not clear on the two or three things I really care about, and this is like a personal thing, maybe it's, I don't know if this is for everybody, but when I don't narrow down the two or three things that I really care about, then I feel like I care about everything. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like I care about everything, that's when I micromanage
0: because yeah.
1: I'm kind of doing that in a frantically because I have this feeling inside of me like when I give it to you, I want the things I care about and the things that I think need to happen, I need those things to happen. But if I don't even know what exactly those things are, then how do I fully even let go of it to let you do the things? Does that yeah. make any sense? I feel like it's not coming out. So I, I'm not like really coming out real great. So what I'm learning is when I'm delegating anything or as we hired people. So last year we went from uh, two full-time and a part-time person to a staff of 12 mm. over last just last year. Yeah, And that was awesome. And a lot of that was this journey of like, you know, we're growing and I see the needs and I see the things that need to happen. But a lot of it's kind of intuition type stuff. Yeah. Like I know we need a person who has this type of role is kind of where I was coming from. Yeah. So then we get those people on. But what really needs to happen is, okay, but what do these people need to do? There's a role, but like, what are the tasks and stuff? Mm-hmm. And that's the detail stuff that I'm not good at is defining down to the task level. Mm-hmm. And so my struggle has been in delegating. I have to take the time to say okay Jonathan you are our content manager your and so i developed a vision for every role mm-hmm. on our staff that's not a, it's not the job description it's the role so your mm-hmm. role is to leverage media to share the gospel with our city and disciple our church to me that seems crystal clear mm-hmm. that's like but for most everybody else, it's like, sweet, I'm down, but what should, what should I do? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what that helped me do is that's what I care about happening, is that media gets leveraged to mm-hmm. share the gospel to our city and disciple our church. Okay, great. Now I can let go of it and, and, and say, now I can have something to assess this by. Is mm-hmm. this happening? And I'm not just assessing, well, how did you spend the hours from 2 to 4 on Tuesday? Yeah. And the tasks, like... I don't, I don't really, like I'm not measuring the win on like the gear that you
0: buy or don't buy or what, mm-hmm. whatever. Right.
1: I'm really rambling right no, now. No,
0: I think I, th- I think a, I think a lot of I think a lot of that made sense and 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 is a good segue into a broad question okay. that we can okay. spend the next six and a half minutes talking Great. about, which is like leading people. What does that, what has that looked like and what have you learned from, from that? Cause I think, uh, how old were you when you started, when you started doing like leadership in church, like being in roles where people were under you? 24. So you were 24 years old. Yeah. Like that's, that's really young. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's really young. And so, so I'm sure that there was a big journey of just like failure and mm-hmm. mentorship and blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. to learn how to lead people. And so this might leak over into the next episode, but, but what are, what are some big general things? And then we'll dive into specifics Mm -hmm. based off of what you say of leading people that you've learned in the last six years. Yeah, that's great. So maybe what we can focus on now
1: is I, I kind of have a definition of what a leader is that Mm -hmm. I adopted for myself years ago and thought it was, thought I would use it like in one conversation that i was about to have Mm -hmm. but it's just stuck with me and i'm learning to like it and it's been really helpful for me and that is that a leader is somebody who carries vision and creates space Mm. so i've what i've been learning is that when 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 a leader is needed what that means is there's need for a person who will carry a vision and Vision. You have vision for something you don't see. You have sight for things you do see. So somebody needs to carry the conviction and belief that there's something that needs to exist that doesn't exist right Mm. now. That's what I mean by a vision. So somebody has to carry that. Carry that tension. Carry that conviction. Carry that um, burden to see that thing come to be. Mm -hmm. So somebody needs to carry the vision and... Some, that person needs to carry the vision and then create space so that that vision can have something to exist in, and that's where people come in. Is mm-hmm. you, a, a doer, is somebody who has a vision and does it, and that's really important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something needs to get done, so I'm going to do it. The difference then the leader is somebody is, is is somebody who's creating space for that to be more than just me. So how am I creating space for other people to come in and actually? make that vision come to pass because my vision isn't a vision for something I can do. It's it, it's bigger than that. It involves people. So the vision is a church, which means it's people becoming most alive in the things that they're created to do. Mm. So the vision isn't for me to have my toy that I get to play with yeah. and call you know my organization. It's I've got to create space for people, which means I need to know what directions we need to go. I need to know and be able to figure out who has what skills that are needed at a given time. I don't need to do everything, but I need to know who's the best person to do certain things. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to give people clarity on here's exactly what I'm asking you to do. Because, so that, that all of that's a really broad thing on a really practical level. I would say one lesson on, on empowering people has been just learning that like people really, including me, we really love to hit home runs. Yeah. People really want to hit a home run. And every I think everybody has that desire. People want to do a great job. Yeah. And feel like they did yeah, feel like they did a great job. So as the leader, how am I setting people up to hit home runs? Mm. How am I doing the best I can to clarify exactly what needs to get done? Give you the space, the resource, And the encouragement and the environment to be able to step in and execute on that thing so that at the end of it, you and me and everybody can look at it and, you know, and you can say, I did the thing. Mm -hmm. I did the thing that needed to be done. I did what was asked of me. I did a good job at it. It can be evaluated and all that kind of stuff. But like I came in and contributed. Mm-hmm. and so that's where get clarifying the guts is so important yeah. and that's been my weakness is that I have the gut hey I need you I need you I need this <laughs> thing to get done and people are like cool but what should we do and I'm like Gah! <laughs> so I need to step back and take the space and say alright it's my responsibility to set people up for a win mm-hmm. because people want to win and it's all it's about people <laughs> so yeah. how can I go through the process that I need to go
0: through to, to make sure I'm providing that yeah that's really good. Is that helpful? No, that's super. That's <laughs> super good. We're gonna end this episode, and then we've got another one coming at you next week. We're gonna continue this conversation. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts on le- on leading people specifically that I think I really want to dive into. So, hope you're enjoying it. Give us a follow on Instagram. Tell your friends if you think your friends need to learn about leadership and being a young professional in the city of Indianapolis and so we we appreciate you guys and we will see you on the next episode thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the indie young professionals podcast we hope you enjoyed it and if you did go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well as the bell so that you'll be alerted when we release new episodes you can also follow us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. if you want to know more about us And about the people that we're interviewing, follow us on Instagram at Indie Young Professionals. Thanks. Have a great day.